0: Welcome to Fantasy Football Wives. I'm Anya, Spurs fan, married to an Arsenal fan.
1: And I'm Sarah, a City fan and I've married a United
0: fan. So this week uh, we've got a whopping gap of 54 points between us in Fantasy Football Uh, This this was a case of backing our own team forwards as captains, working out for one of us in particular. But you can't guess who. (laughs) Other things we'll be discussing in this episode is, will Mourinho still be the Man United manager come the international break? Should you transfer Aguero in and captain him against City's game against Wolves this weekend? and later on in the episode due to internet problems I had a temporary co-host my husband and we spoke to Charlie Kershaw who is a Man United fan that lives in New York but that doesn't stop him from waking up at half six every Saturday to do his fantasy football team but before we get into all of that it's good week bad week
1: So welcome back to Good Week, Bad Week. So first up for Good Week, and I'm uh, very happy to um, do this one. It was a good week for Aguero and a good week for everyone that captained him for their fantasy football team. There was a lot of debate on whether to um, captain him or captain Salah, but as I tweeted, if you've got Aguero on your team and you don't captain him at home against Huddersfield, then why is he even on your team in the first place? So that's what I did. Uh, 40 points to anyone that did that. Uh, he got the first hat-trick of the season in City's 6-1 threshing of Huddersfield and just showed that um, we don't even need Kevin De Bruyne to get the goals in second good week also benefited my fantasy team was the Liverpool defence so second clean sheet I had Alison and Alexander-Arnold who did pick up a card but still but Alison settling in well I have to say that that was the first incidence this season of the whole fantasy football versus your own football supporting dilemmas in that I really wanted Liverpool to keep a clean sheet uh, for my team. But at the same time, I really don't want Liverpool to be winning every week. So I'm having to work through these issues. <laughs> I felt a little bit uncomfortable watching the game on Monday because of that. And then a good week story from the world of football outside of the Premier League. I don't know if you saw this one, Anya. This weekend at a game at Feyenoord, uh, the team that City played in the Champions League last season, it was a really touching moment as the visiting fans threw hundreds of cuddly toys onto the children visiting from Children's Hospital um, um, beneath them during the game. Um, Which was just amazing. Feyenoord won the match 3-0, but there's just a wonderful video of suddenly all these children being hit on the head by cuddly teddy bears and all the fans bringing them down to them. It's so touching. It's such a nice story. And we like finding these stories of how football and sport um, just brings communities together.
0: Yeah, really sweet. Uh, I have to say, Sarah, I know that that good week was very much based on your team and how well you did, uh, mm. which is a recurring theme in this episode. But you forgot another good week.
1: Oh, I did. It's written down in the notes, and I just skipped over it. And it is true. <laughs> Harry Kane broke his August
0: curse. He did, and he almost scored too because there was a potential penalty appeal in that in that match. But he scored the goal. You said he, he would. Him. <laughs> I said it on a couple of episodes, You've I? said it and it's
1: been recorded as out there. You said he was going to break his August curse at home. Against
0: Fulham. And he did
1: it. I was quite annoyed when he did it that you'd be right. But to be honest, all the year, uh, <laughs> you've not really been gloating about anything this week when it comes to fantasy football. So you can have that.
0: Well, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Well, it wasn't just a bad week for me. Uh, it was also a bad week for Mourinho. <laughs> Uh, Manu lost to Brighton. He's currently the bookie's favourite to be the first Premier League manager to be fired. It's a bit of a tough one because, you know, it's his CEO or Manu CEO, uh, Woodward, who's the one that's really showing poor form, in my opinion. He's not backing Mourinho, yet he's the one who extended his contract. And uh, when they lost against Brighton, uh, he didn't even bother to shake the Brighton CEO's hand. So... I know we have this love hate relationship with Mourinho, you know, he's he's an entertaining manager, he's obviously been great uh in some respects for for, for teams he's managed beforehand, but, but at the same time like he's he's just not getting the support that he needs. And so uh yeah, he's he's got he's got a tough time ahead actually. What are your thoughts on this? I have serious sympathy
1: with him. I asked my husband James United fan what he thought. He thought he was going to be out. But it just he hasn't got control of the dressing room. The players on the pitch weren't even they didn't really turn up. There were some stats that I think nineteen percent of Eric Valley's passes were actually in the opposition side, which compares to some of the city backs who had like seventy percent of their um, passes were in the opposition side. And if you saw the goal from Brighton, they were just standing there. There was just no defence. They didn't bother. It's an interesting one. Well,
0: they play Spurs this weekend, so we'll see how that does. Uh, Talking about passes and not completing them, uh, it was also a bad week for Kennedy. Newcastle's midfielder, Kennedy, who's on loan from Chelsea, he had an absolute shocker of a game. He was lucky not to be sent off, actually, when he kicked out against Cardiff's Carmosa but he went to miss a penalty in injury time, which would have got Newcastle three points. And stat that showed me the most is that he didn't even complete a single pass <laughs> in 45 minutes. That's poor. So a bad week for him. Um, very, very poor. Very bad
1: week. Good. Well, that was a good, good week, bad week, I think, in the, in the Premier League this week. So after the break, we'll be talking about how our teams did. More likely, I'm just going to be gloating, so um, you might not want to tune back in, but... Please
0: do. (laughs) I have to, unfortunately. (laughs) So welcome back. We are discussing fantasy football and our teams in particular. Um, For those of you that follow us on Twitter, you will know that Sarah won this weekend. She got a whopping 101 points. First time ever, you've got a three-digit score, first right? First time ever,
1: I've broken the hundred. I was actually sitting watching the Liverpool game, and I said to James, um, "I just need one more Salah assist, and I break the 100, And then, and then the goal happened. <laughs> so,
0: uh, Liverpool fans can thank me for that one. Can you notice my neck? which was, oh, that's the first time ever no, you've got it. I, it's true,
1: it's yeah. true. But, you know, I started this, this podcast uh, being known as the poorer player of the pair of us. And, um, in fact, I had a drink the other night with some friends who I'm part of their league. And I have been, um, last year, actually, interesting company called Tifosi, who um involved in sports investment. And I, I, t- <laughs> I made sure they realised that I was actually top of their league. And the first thing that someone fired back game, really? Because you were bottom last year.
0: <laughs> well, I yeah, I was pretty impressed. Uh, and I have to say, it was good that I was on holiday because otherwise I would have been pretty annoyed about the fact that I didn't even get above average. I only got 47 points.
1: Yeah, I was being very delicate with you because I, I knew you'd be giving yourself quite a hard time for your um, poor decisions.
0: <laughs> mm, I am and I'm not. Like, it's game week two, like... Uh, I would say Richarlison is a, you know, he's a player that's scored now in both games. Uh, Mendy's also one that has got racked up the points in two games. But these things can change very quickly. Last year, everyone had Kapua from Watford. He'd had a couple of good games and then he disappeared. So Aguero could get injured next week. Like, it's still too early to say. That said, my worst choice on my team, I think at the moment, is Ericsson. He's a lot of money and he hasn't delivered in either of the games that he's played. I'm going to keep him in for another game week. And then I'm tempted to potentially use my wild card. Mm. My best guy, I mean, and we're talking literally. I know Kane got me my, thats my, uh, <laughs> the only player that can be double digit points. But actually, I'm going to say my best player so far is probably Ron Fraser, who's at Bournemouth. He scored last week, he assisted this week. Bournemouth have got some good fixtures. I'm happy I've got him in. So uh, he's probably my best player at the moment. He's only like 5.5 million. So uh, not not as exciting as Sarah's probably best
2: player. Well, my
1: best choice is quite a straightforward one that I went with Aguero and he delivered three goals, 40 points, could have been more actually. Um, but yeah, he delivered. In terms of worst choice... It was actually well, it's a tie up between stones and Zaha, unfortunately, Sissy let it go in, which is a bit annoying, but Zaha, as I said, I was having a bit of a um a bit of a issue with that game because obviously if Zaha had scored, then I would have lost more points from Allison and Alexander Arnold and Salah. so you can't win them all. I did have eight points on the bench um with Lascelles. And I think I might actually put him in this week instead of Daniels. And then I've already done my transfer this week. And you're not meant to do transfers early on.
0: No, I disagree. If you do them earlier, you can actually catch players uh, at a cheaper rate.
1: I did it earlier, the day after his price had gone up. So I did not capture.
0: <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm just going to interrupt you really quickly. Well done on transferring pogbarin, because you uh, you had a question mark over Oh, that. and
1: I still don't feel good about it. I really don't feel good about it. Um, I just, Even with the eight points he got you? got me in. eight points, but other people would have got me eight points. And he, I just did not feel comfortable having any good feeling towards Man United when they were playing against Brighton. So I've done my transfer this week and I've, um, I've put Mendy in, which was my master plan. And I think that Pogba will be going next week and I'm going to go back to my original, not putting United players in my team.
0: It's hard enough having these Liverpool players I can't
1: do it to myself emotionally
0: so it's interesting you've used your transfer and I'm actually going to sit back and just do nothing I am not going to tinker with my team until this game week is over because I want to see really is Richarlison worth it is Mendy worth it before I start selling Ericsson and potentially Davies Nice, it was quite
1: easy for me this week because I had extra money in the bank after switching to Bruyne for Pogba. So I had money to spend so I could afford Mendy and I removed a no-one defender. I can't even remember who it was. Um, so it's easy. But there are rumours that
0: Mendy might not play this week. So let's see. So Aguero's hat-trick makes him the second most transferred in player after Everton's Richardson, who scored against Southampton. Him and Mendy, who got two assists on Sunday, have now gone up. 0.2 million since the start of the season, and both City and Everton have good fixtures ahead. I wonder, uh, might be a stupid question, but are you going to be captaining Aguero again?
1: Um, actually, Anya, I think I'm not going to captain Aguero this week. We're away to Wolves, which we've had trouble there before, and Liverpool are at home to Brighton. So I think Sella would be my pick for, for this game week. Yeah. Same
0: here. So, Salah, as the darling of Liverpool, is currently being a little bit questioned by Sadio Mane, whose recent performance. So, Salah's position as darling of Liverpool is actually a little bit under threat, isn't it, from Sadio Mane? It is a little bit. I mean, they work together, but that's actually a really good lead into
1: our first question from Twitter. So, our first question from FPL Is Mane
0: essentials as high ownership, killing my rank when he hauls? So... In my opinion, it could need a Liverpool defender, ideally Robertson, Sadio Mane and Slash or Salah. But I think it's a bit too early to say whether you should have them both or Sadio Mane instead of Salah.
1: Okay, next question. Um, this was from Charlotte. This was from at Charlotte XOXO. So, red cards for Vardy and for Saka. How do I raise my team from the dead?
0: Charlotte, join the club. I also have two red cards on the bench. Yagyelka uh, and Wambasaka. I'd leave wan Basaka as he's only £4 million and so once he's back from suspension he'll definitely start and you know we saw from his first game uh, that he is worth that £4 million that said Vardy could release you some cash for a budget forward like Bournemouth's Callum Wilson and then you could bring in uh, Man City's Mendy for another defender you have uh, because both Bournemouth and City have good run of fixtures and both players have performed very well in the last few games. Mm.
1: I thought you'd be upset about wan Basaka getting sent off, but yeah, everyone on Twitter was like, why is everyone panicking? He's only £4 million. <laughs> Exactly. Question from at Ains15. Time to get Richardson before his price goes even higher or should I give it a few more game weeks
0: to observe consistency? The latter. It's one of those panic moves potentially like everybody uh, you know the most transferred in player last week was Neves and he didn't really do anything this game week let's see um Everton are playing Bournemouth this weekend so uh, give it one or two more weeks before you bring in a
1: to your heart from at Usman Jafar rumor do I hold on to Ericsson or
0: not I well, now I'm so disappointed so far with Ericsson but again hold on to him and see what he does against Man U. I, I would say Spurs players in particular, because so many of them played at the World Cup, they just look a bit rusty. Uh, it looks like they're just, you know, trying to get there. They're trying to get back into the swing of things. So just hold on one or two more game weeks before you start making any decisions.
1: And last question from FPL addict one two three: Are any of you wildcarding yet? For those ditching Alba for Aguero, will they regret it this week?
0: Oh, I don't know. Aubameyang hasn't yet proven what he can do, but I think he's so good in preseason. And you know, let's also you know remind ourselves that Aguero did nothing in his first match. It was you know we're talking Huddersfield at home, and he managed to get a <laughs> hat Kind of expected. I'm not wild carding yet. Uh, but if, if I have another couple of game weeks where I'm scoring below average, I usually wild card around the international break, but I think it'll have to come out during September instead this time around.
1: And I won't need to wild card because my team is doing so well, and I, for the first time in my life, am topping loads of leagues, and I'm 139,006 overall.
0: That is really good. That is really good.
1: So on, to, so on to our league, Um, I had a massive jump up our league and I'm number seven in the league. Anya, on the other hand, I'm scrolling and scrolling uh-huh, and, scrolling, uh-huh. and scrolling,
0: in the bo- scrolling. In the bottom
1: half. She's down at number 53, just one place behind Dingle, one of our first guests. <laughs> um, So you've got a lot to catch up on, Anya. And then topping our league this week is... Chekhov's gun, um, Adam Pritchard, who also got 101, so same um, points as me. Um, his total is 185. He didn't even captain Aguero. No, that can't be true. He didn't. He captained Sella. He captained Sella, and he still got 101 points. Because he, he had four fantastic defenders. So that's our league. A shout out about our league. There's a couple of teams on there which are duplicates. If you've got more than one team in our league, we're going to delete them. So if that's you and you want to keep your team, tweet us this week with which team you want to keep um but we're going to try and keep our our league uh one team per person so after the break I have a little rest Anya interviews our guest Charlie in Sardinia and Nick steps in to help with some co-hosting there's a very interesting story about a mouse um I bet you wouldn't have expected to hear that on our podcast but hopefully you
0: enjoy it Hi, and welcome to part three of Fantasy Football Wives. I'm actually recording this in Sardinia uh, with our guest and a new co-host. Well, just for this piece, uh, Nick Richmond, my husband, is stepping in. Um, I'm here with Charlie Kershaw, who is uh, a very good friend of both of ours. He lives in New York and is a Man United fan. And despite the six or five hour time zone difference, he still manages to get up to see... Manchester play on a Saturday morning at 7.45am and an hour before that is still perfecting his fantasy football team. So welcome Charlie. Hey guys. So do you want to tell everyone how it is that you are a Manchester United fan? You are
3: English but where did the love for the Red Devils come I'm from? I'm English by blood but was born in the US Uh And moved when I was four from Connecticut to outside Manchester. Uh, My first ever football game, I think I was about eight, was at Man United. Uh, We thrashed Luton Town 4 1, sat in a box where there was a little red button, and you pressed it, and you could order a cheeseburger. And at that point, I was sold on (laughs) Man United. (laughs) So, a cheeseburger is
0: the reason that you've fallen in love with Man U.
3: (laughs) And that they scored four goals and they <laughs> scored one. Otherwise, it could be a very, very different story.
0: So you also then went to university in Manchester, didn't you?
3: I did, and drawn by two things: getting back, to but also to work at Manchester United, where I was one of four people who were responsible. For running onto the pitch to catch somebody if they evaded security. You're joking. No. So we wore Man United tracksuits and boots. The only rules we were given were never take your eyes off the pitch. And if anybody ever got on, then we'd go, go get them.
0: And did anyone get on?
3: The best we got was a mouse. <laughs> United had just had a new turf rolled out from uh, Australia. And it was right before a Champions League quarter final against AC Milan first leg and there was this little mouse that was clearly dazed and probably a little bit disoriented having come from Australia on a boat Um, (laughs) and I showed the groundsman and he's like go pick it up so I went got it brought it back to him and he ran and threw it in the AC Milan dressing room
0: oh no way Uh, and did you win that much
3: no.
0: <laughs> oh, so the mouse in the dressing room didn't
3: <laughs> do the trick. Didn't really throw them off in the way we'd expected.
0: So Manu, so far this season, one game won, one game lost. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mourinho?
3: He's not as good as I had hoped or expected. I think he seems to have lost his passion for the game. And he's just a sour guy. And I can see why great players are not that excited about working for him now. And that's, that's sad. That's sad for United because the style of football that we're used to is not his style of football, but he hasn't been able to adapt to something new and everybody else has figured out what he does.
0: So what do you think the solution is?
3: I reckon he has to go. Like he, he just hasn't been able to change his style of play to suit the way the league is being played now by teams like City. And Arsenal, yeah. <laughs> Arsenal have absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> they are a, a mid-table threat at best. Uh-huh. But but if Liverpool end up finishing ahead of United this season, and potentially Tottenham, that's a disgraceful
2: outcome for Manchester yeah. United. Agreed. You blame Mourinho ahead of Woodward or the Glazers, because you know he wanted he wanted to bolster his squad. I.
3: I think Woodward is a great businessman and has done phenomenal things for the brand of Manchester United, but equally he's a culprit and he shouldn't be that close to um, the transfer side of the business. But I think United are looking for a director of football anyway, so they probably acknowledge that that's a, a hole. But I wouldn't give Mourinho total control over what money is spent because like, he's famous through through his career for – Buying older players and shunning younger players—that's how guys like De Bruyne and Lukaku end up not at Chelsea. Salah, yeah, another one—the one-hit wonder.
0: Oh no! So do you have talking about Salah? Do you have you play fantasy football? You're in our other mini league. Uh, Have you got Salah on your team?
3: I don't, just because I think you've got to have good exposure to Liverpool, but he is expensive exposure to Liverpool.
0: Thirteen million. Yeah. Although he's scored and assisted, so he's kind of delivering the goods.
3: He has, but over the course of a season, I think there's better money to spend at Liverpool.
0: Who's your star player on your fantasy football team so far?
3: Uh, the standout so far has been Richarlison.
0: And you've got him. Yeah, yeah. He's one, along with Mendy. He's one of the players that's gone up by. 0.2 million there yeah. since the start of the season so good shout
3: and good value from the start
0: and so you live in New York how often do you completely forget to do your fantasy football team given the time zone difference or is it really like in your
3: diary and you make sure you do it last season I'd like to say I forgot more often because it was just a diabolical season <laughs> but so you've got good I excuse was actually more of a tinker man then than I ever have been in the past and uh I think, yeah, I I generally get round to it every Friday afternoon.
0: Uh, and how is it being a Man United fan in New York? Do you have a lot of fellow supporters there?
3: You wouldn't believe it. There's a Man United bar. There's an Arsenal bar. I think there's a Tottenham bar. Sorry. What? Um,
2: no surprises.
3: Yeah, the big clubs with real history have got.
0: What do you mean bar. with real history? I think Spurs is actually older than Man U and <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs>
3: Yes. Um, and United's bar is uh, well worth a visit if you're ever there it's called Nevada Smith and they've got a whole bunch of signed shirts and it's it's about four floors now and honestly at seven forty five a.m it is full.
0: Wow yeah so but we're talking about fantasy football have you not managed to rope anyone in your office? Uh, into playing we it? have
3: an office league and the people in the U.S. office with the exception of one person, just did the auto-select. No. It the same. It was criminal.
0: So are going to win that league
3: then? No, I actually finished about sixth. Oh, really? Despite all the tinkering? <laughs> what went wrong? It was a poor season.
0: You can't even blame the baby, because the baby came after the season
3: ended. I was overweight Man United and <laughs> overweight Man City, which I don't think is a great strategy, because they, um, they rotate so much.
0: Rule number one, never play with your heart.
3: Exactly. And you did
0: it. So you've got Richarlison. How many Man new players have you got on your team this season?
3: So far, one. And I'd be happy to get rid of him. Luke
0: Who's Parkie. that? Luke Parker. And so you've got great opponents this weekend, don't you?
3: Yeah, I think that's the first <laughs> chance for Mourinho to get a bit of a confidence boost. Really? Yeah. Really?
0: What do you think the score's going to be against the, the mighty Spurs?
3: I would be very surprised if more than one goal is scored in the game and it'll probably be you guys
0: you think it's going to be one nil first yeah oh you've heard it here first so uh with all of our guests we play a word association game so that's what i'm going to play with you now so basically all you have to do is i'm going to say a word and you come up with the first thing that comes into your head
3: Mourinho. sad ozil (laughs) loser (laughs) harry kane good
0: Good. Yeah. (laughs) If I could say...
3: That is the (laughs)
0: poorest reaction I've ever heard. Harry Kane, golden boot winner. Harry Kane, good or English? Great. Thanks, Charlie.
3: Yeah. He is not a great world-class striker yet. He's good. He's a good striker. Southgate. Boring. Old Trafford. Dreams.
2: Fergie. Yoda. (laughs) Very good.
0: All right. So... um, Nick's decided he wants to take over Fun Fact today, so uh, we're listening.
2: Aaron Wan-Bissaka, I believe that's the correct pronunciation, is the youngest Crystal Palace player to be shown a red card, the Premier League, aged 20 years and 267 days. Which player holds the record for the youngest ever red card? Now, pretty confident this is correct, but happy to be uh, corrected if it is not.
0: And this is
3: Premier League? I'm going Premier League, Eric Cantona.
2: It is not Eric Cantona. I'll give you a clue. He was a Man United legend.
3: Is it Cristiano Ronaldo?
2: Nope. A very fiery Man United player, especially in his early years. David Beckham. Nope.
0: Ryan Giggs.
3: No.
2: Scousie. A seventeen-year-old. Roy Keane. Wayne Rooney. Oh,
3: of yeah. course. Obviously.
2: Seventeen-year-old Wayne was dismissed for an 81-minute, 81st-minute challenge that left Birmingham Steve Vickers require, requiring eight stitches in his left ankle. Good lad. Oh. So it was a proper red card.
0: That is a good. Uh, that is a good fun fact, and we actually talked red cards earlier on, so that uh, tied in nicely. Nick, thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Charlie, for joining us. And thank you also for having us on this wonderful holiday. Uh, next week, I will be back in uh, my normal location. Uh, and Nick, thanks for being a great co-host. Pleasure. All right. Take
2: care. Bye, Bye.
1: Guys. Welcome back, Anya, from Sardinia. I'm not sure I want to ask you how it was. I'm very jealous.
0: I tell you what, Nick is not a patch on you as a co-host, so I'm happy to be reunited with you. Oh, and at least I
1: didn't have to be involved in any kind of um, fun facts involving Manchester United players. Exactly. And my second least favourite Man United player ever at that. Oh.
0: I am not travelling anywhere next week, so I will be doing this uh, from my home in Switzerland. Uh, good luck to everybody in this next game week. And uh, please remember to share your thoughts with us on twitter on itunes on instagram we love hearing from you and please, please spread the word uh we love doing this podcast and i hope you are enjoying listening to our thoughts
1: we had some lovely reviews during the week on itunes which really made us smile um so if you enjoyed this podcast please leave a review as it helps more people discover it and um, we'll speak to you next week hopefully it's another win for me
0: <laughs> bye sarah bye
1: this podcast is brought to you by Furion Sports. Rion Joseph is a Furion Sport next generation athlete and rugby player who this season will be playing on the wing for Eagle Trailfinders Academy. We wish him a great season ahead and thanks to Furion for sponsoring this podcast.